come to our home. We want to invite you here. We've got three of our cousins, four of our aunts, uh, everybody's parents. It's going to be a pretty wild time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Pregnant pause. Dramatic pause. I got nothing. Got I felt nothing. like this episode was a real snooze fest. Real snooze fest. We got a little bit of drama at the end. Until we'll Tia to showed it. up and stirred the pot. Stirred the pot up big time. Well, we'll get there, everybody. But first, we've got to go through blah, blah, blah before we get there. So I guess let's go ahead and do it. Um, you know who smells good? Uh, Becca. Becca smells good. Yeah. You know who else smells good? Who smells good? Garrett. Garrett smells good. Yeah, take that, Jean Blanc. You need to be a fancy Kelowna <laughs> Maybe sewer. Becca smells good because she's wearing Miss Becca Blanc. <laughs> she did keep that, she? Didn't, didn't she? Give it yeah, back. she didn't give it back. Damn straight, Becca, you get what's yours. Um, yeah, so she and Garrett are in, what, Utah? I didn't note it. Mm, I don't uh, think it's Utah. Is that right? Where does he live? I don't Somewhere. think Utah. Doesn't he live in Minnesota? Oh, maybe or, that's right. Aren't they both Minnesota? Oh, is that right? Okay, somewhere where they're frolicking through the trees. <laughs> I didn't take notes Yeah, it didn't really look like Utah, though. Okay, all right. All I didn't right. see any desert formations or any Mormons. Well, I also did see 10,000 lakes in one <laughs> shot, so I guess that's how we know it was Minnesota. All right, well, is off that, to a good I'm start. I'm guessing that's a... That's what is Minnesota's that, a Mormon joke? Slogan. Oh, oh, yeah. that's... I see. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were making it... I thought that Some was sort of something Mormon that theological who's reference. the Mormon guy Joseph Smith. Yeah, or is that right? Yeah, Joseph oh. Smith, the founder. I the did guy who see, found the golden tablets. Yeah, I was going to say I did see Joseph Smith looking into a hat and interpreting <laughs> some tablets. Boy, there go our Mormon listeners. Sorry, guys. Mm, good riddance. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, gang. Um. All right. Becca says that she wants to frolic through the trees with Garrett. He yes. says that he wants to show her the place that made him the man he is today. So they go to a white pride meeting. <laughs> oh no! Oh, J.K. Great. J.K. He yeah. loves it. He loves everybody. He loves. Yeah, I saw you looking up some kind of apology that he. Gave uh, I don't think for... I ever actually read his like formal apology mm-hmm. for the Instagram mess. Yeah, his uh, formal statement. More like a non-apology. <laughs> Given through his press officer, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, he's just a, a good family man. He's they're planting tomatoes, planting some maters, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, driving the tra- tractor. Boy, it was sexy to watch him drive that tractor. Did you? She get thinks similarly? his tractor is sexy. <laughs> it really turns her on. <laughs> Fun fact. Uh, Garrett actually got gonorrhea from that tractor ride. <laughs> That's the tractor story. Thanks a lot, Carlos. <laughs> you got gonorrhea from a tractor? And you call that the tractor story? <laughs> um, I want to point out to our... So this is our weekly Katie shout-out. Our Pretty listener... Early. There you go, Katie. Well, you don't even have to listen the whole time. It actually you. makes a lot of sense, okay. though. It's very appropriate. So our listener, Katie, once claimed that... Tractors don't have horns. This tractor did. Oh, there you go. There beep, you beep. go. Beep. They give it a little beep beep. Now we know what sound to make when our son wants to imitate the tractor. Thanks, Garrett. Yeah. That was helpful. Um, you know, I have to point out too, so after they drive the tractor and do the tomatoes, he has them plant a rose bush, which damn it, that's a good move. I have to say <laughs> that's a good move, Garrett. Hats off to you. Um I did find that impressive. Um, 
I just think that they're a hot mess. Like, she asks him again about his ex. And I guess maybe I didn't do the math, or I don't know if he maybe wasn't quite as upfront or blatant about this. He's only been divorced for two years. Like, I got the impression that it was like four or five years ago. She was engaged six months ago. He was married yeah. two and a half years ago yeah. like this is for just two a, to six months it's a bad idea yeah. <laughs> well it is i mean neither one of them is ready for this um as far as that's my diagnosis knowing neither of them but yeah it's it's too soon um it seems like it's too soon for becca um probably too soon for gary given that he made extremely poor decisions the last time around <laughs> this is my dr phil moment yeah. where i'm just gonna tell him they're making bad choices dating a real bitch it sounds like <laughs> she was always yelling and screaming yeah she was always uh irritated when she had to spend time with his family i mean gosh can you imagine <laughs> what a monster <laughs> Yeah, his family uh, would come to visit, and she would want to just go on with her life and and do what she wanted to do. You're terrible. That he's super into his family, yeah, almost like a weird way. In a weird way, and I think in a way that, I mean, I would tell Becca, I'd just be a little. I think that I, I don't know. Not that that's like a red flag. But, you know, it can be a really good thing. Yeah. I think it can also be... It can be a really bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he says at one point that he's so happy. He's, where is it? I haven't smiled this much since I was a little kid, and it was family time. Not even joking. Which is a weird thing to say about, like, the last time really you were weird smiling. Thing to say. Yeah, like, I just get a weird vibe from Garrett. Like, I do, Something too. is not quite right. I feel like uh, on top of the Instagram thing, something else is going... You know, I don't know. No, I agree. He seems less... uh, Like, less sincere or something than um, both Jason and Blake. I don't know. He's, like, a little too smiley. Yeah, I agree. Or just... I don't know. Something's up. Something's up. He's not my favorite. We'll get our private investigator on it. That's a new role. Now that we have Robin as our fact checker. Robin... We're going to hire a PI and start investigating these. We're going to do more well, background checks. somebody then. has to because yeah. obviously the show isn't checking fucking anything no, out. if you can be arrested and they don't know about it. Um, yeah, we're going to get some PIs on this situation. So that's our next role. Um, there's that spy store in town. We need to go by there and pick up some Huntsville equipment. has like four specialty spy right. stores. Plus a survivalist uh, conference last weekend. Yep. So we can pick up some tips. I don't know how it's going to relate, but I think I'm going to go to the next one and, and figure it out. Um, so we meet the mom, we meet the dad, siblings... Did you, who, let me ask you this. Who did you think the dad looked like? Oh, this isn't the one that we talked about, no, right? No, you okay. thought Blake's dad looked like someone. Looked like Stan Sitwell. I thought uh, Garrett's dad was a dead ringer for Patrick Duffy from Step oh, by Step. sure, like, sure. Twins. Yeah. I'm, I it think might it be. might have been Patrick Duffy. It might Duffy. be Patrick Duffy. I mean, when's the last time you've seen Patrick Duffy? Step by Step. Yeah, so he could have, <laughs> in that time, he could have raised Garrett. Day by day. Yeah. <laughs> Fresh start over, a different way to play. Is that the how it goes? The deeper we fall, the longer we stay. I'm gonna go down the, oh, I go down the roller coaster. Well, that, they lived in Wisconsin, they lived didn't in they? Wisconsin. It, this oh, is... it's all coming together. <laughs> well, wasn't the roller coaster? This always bothered me. The roller coaster was like on the beach. 
of one of the Great Lakes. Like, that doesn't seem it's safe. It's not on the beach. It's like... No, when they panned away, there were, like, waves lapping at the <laughs> roller coaster. Well, I Even feel like they child. probably... Well, especially as a child, because you were an an anxious child. Sure, but I thought it was structurally unsafe. Wow, that doesn't look right That's to me. That's not safe. Unsafe. <laughs> yeah, I would barely ride a roller coaster not attached to a beach. So, yeah, none of that looked safe to me. Um, but anyways, yeah, Patrick Duffy, I see that definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, his sister pulls them away first. She's like a version of pretty, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> what a great backhanded compliment. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that. You're not pretty per se. You're a version of pretty. I feel like she is one of those people like on, um... How I Met Your Mother when they see, like, groups of yeah, girls sure. and they look pretty as a group and then you get them the individually and you're, you're like, like oh, no, never mind. Lord. Yeah. Uh, and she can't talk. Yeah. She tries to make some statement about, like, what Garrett went through and then it's just, like, a dog whistle sound. <laughs> <laughs> well, she also said this really creepy thing. Told my sister I wasn't going to cry. Okay. <laughs> She said, little brother, want to go have a chat with your big sister? Which, I don't know, that sounds like how a porn starts or something. Like, uh, what porn are you watching? <laughs> weird porn. You were watching no, no, sibling porn? No, I'm not porn? watching weird porn. I'm saying like, that that You just said you were. No, I'm saying that would be the beginning to like a weird porn. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like an incest porn. None of the porn I watch starts <laughs> off with a little brother and a little sister, except Game of Thrones. That's true. There you go. That's how Game of Thrones So started. I think that they are the type of family, uh, they're a little bit Pence-esque. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that they all refer to themselves as their, their role. Yeah, yes. like... The mom is calling herself mom. Because I think she did mm-hmm. that, too. One of them did that. It might have been Blake. They're like mom. the Bernstein Bears. They're I... all just named after their role yeah. in the family. Brother Bear. <laughs> this is uh, one of your suitors, Becca. He's big brother. And then, inexplicably, Honey. Like, why does Honey get a... Action? Well, they ran out of, I guess, Littler Sister. Yeah. Yeah, to get a real name. Huh. Which is also... it's Isn't it weird to name your bear child something that bears notoriously eat? <laughs> <laughs> isn't that strange? Yeah, here's our child, Dinner. Honey. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, not a big fan of this family. Not a fan of the sister. Um, I don't know, the dad talks to Becca. I think they're all... So, fair enough. I think they're all protective of Garrett because of what he went through. But I feel like it's a situation where they seem to be putting all of the blame of that relationship on her. Sure. Totally, like, vilifying whoever this Mm ex-wife is. Like, poor girl. Right. Um, I don't know. I just, they seem like one of those families that just, like... They think they're the best. Right. Do you know what I mean? They think they're the shit. Yeah. Right. You're not, little sister. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it was, I guess it was big sister, also creepy sister. Um, Yeah. I noticed a theme in this whole episode, though, was a lot of protectiveness from all of the parents. Yeah. And several of the parents saying wisely, like, if he's not the one for you, like, go ahead and cut him now, like, Mm -hmm. instead of stringing him along. Which is something that um, Garrett's dad tells Becca. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Garrett's mom talks about how hard it was to not be able to help Garrett um, when he was going through all that trouble. Again, they seem to treat him as sort of like a victim of this situation as opposed to... which might be the case, but I don't know, like... It might be, though, he was an adult member right, of a like, relationship. Right, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, under, I acknowledge there are relationships where one person is totally at fault, but I think that those are rare in, like, like a non-abuse situation. that's how ours is, situation. when you are always wrong. That's but right, that's, yeah. But that's rare. It's just, yeah. yeah. That's just how our particular relationship works out. <laughs> yeah, most people don't like that. Um, I did find, so, um, let's see, Becca... Said or the mom says that's the past and now is the future. Well, technically, that's not right. Now is now. <laughs> the future is the future. The future Garrett's is now. <laughs> that's what, what she seems to what's believe. What's that from? Like a jingle. It is the future is now. Do you remember that? It's uh, is that a break me off a piece of that <laughs> fancy feast. <laughs> Chrysler car. I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to play it in the notes. Okay. No, I believe you. Robin. (laughs) Robin has a lot to do. We are not paying her enough for the work that she does for us. All right. Do you have anything else? I don't have anything else. No. Except just one more time, I want to reiterate that I don't like them that much. Yeah. Get that out there. All right. Jason. Is dressed again like John Bender from The Breakfast Club. <laughs> That's his style. I mean, yeah, I guess it's just his look. Yeah. He needs to use less uh, product yeah. on his hair. Yeah, for sure. That's a note that I yeah. have. That's a fashion note for him. We're going to kind of queer eye him, even though we're both straight and I don't know anything about <laughs> fashion. <laughs> Jason, I think Jason is... Uh, yeah, I think he's the cutest. Uh, mm-hmm. Of the guys left. I mean, Colton is obviously the most traditionally handsome. If you like giant babies. <laughs> <laughs> and I do. Yes. Along with sibling porn. <laughs> <laughs> Your weird porn that you watch is sibling pornography. I like babies. <laughs> that's just grown, wrong. That's just wrong. baby porn. Well, that's a thing, right? That was in a... There was a... That's a thing in a literature book that I read for college. <laughs> in literature. Did you ever in the baby pornography motif is pretty prevalent. Um, England, England. Did you I ever read, read that, that book? You know what book I'm talking yeah. about though? Yeah, you have. There's it. a storyline in that book where one of the characters gets blackmailed and it's because they find out that he goes to this place where he gets treated like a baby. Like yeah. that's his thing. Well, do you remember when you were babysitting before we had kids and we were like I don't know how to change a diaper let's google how to change a diaper <laughs> yeah. and the video we found was like a grown JK, man uh, and <laughs> Jody I was totally equipped this to is, handle your this is baby. a different situation <laughs> um we Googled, like, how to and change a diaper. It was, like, a like, grown man, like, to- like toying with his now. diaper. Yeah, and it wasn't really anything, like, overtly sexual, but it was super creepy. Um, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, anyway. so anyways, on to Buffalo, New York. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jason this... is really, pr- like, are you that proud to be from Buffalo? I guess so. He is He's very like proud to be from super Buffalo. into Buffalo. I am not that proud of my hometown, I have to say. Though we did not originate a hot wing. 
Because one of the first things that he says is like, we're going to this place. And she's like, why is it world famous? And I roll my eyes because I'm like, it's not world famous. Everybody fucking says like, this is our world famous meatloaf that nobody's heard of. Yeah. But this place actually is world famous. Original <laughs> buffalo <laughs> chicken wings. For originating buffalo chicken wings. Take so. a seat, Jessica Simpson. <laughs> So good on them, the buffalo style chicken wing, as they refer to it. So they are at the Anchor Bar, which is the home of the original buffalo chicken wing, and they're doing a wing, a one minute wing eating contest. And I have in my notes, this is my nightmare. <laughs> you hate wings. I hate wings. That's one of the few foods you hate. Finger foods, I'm not a fan of. Right, messy as finger I foods. I agree with George Costanza. What Eat it, it with a knife and fork. Yeah. Eat a candy bar with a knife and fork. I eat my. You can. You can. You eat uh, your sandwiches. I eat my sandwiches yeah. with a knife and fork. My pizza. Yeah. Everything. Not a big fan yeah. of the finger food. Well, and wings are the messiest finger. It's food disgusting. That there is. It's just you get it all under your fingernails. Yeah. I it's, can see. Yeah, you look I like enjoy a Hannibal wing. Lecter. How is that an enjoyable date? Well, um, you have to gnaw on it like a rabid animal. <laughs> Like you're, uh, you know, consume like a cannibal. What are we, animals? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Jason does say if Becca's dating a Buffalonian, she's got to know how we roll. And we take our chicken pretty damn serious. I didn't know that it was like sacrilege to eat wings with ranch. I know. Good thing she knew that. I would have botched that one. I, I would say I'll take mine plain, please, because I hate <laughs> sauces and flavors. Extra mild. <laughs> no condiments. <laughs> Just some catsup for me, please. Uh, no, you don't even. You won't even use ketchup. Will you put ketchup on a burger? Yeah. Here's a fun fact about my co-host: Ryan will not use condiments. I Why use will ketchup. you eat ketchup on a hamburger, but you won't put any condiments on a sandwich? That's just weird. Sure, I acknowledge that it's it's hypocritical. It's a you double standard. You are Robert Barone. In, in more ways than one. I'm one step away from touching my food to my chin before I eat it. I feel like you probably do that and you've just found a way to conceal it. A way to hide it. it. Yeah. It's my beard. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyways, they are in a wing eating contest. My question was, who are these other competitors? Like, where are these I know. serious yeah, like, I wing eaters? Is Joey Chestnut there? Like, trying to break a world record? Or... Uh... Was this just his friends? Because I thought the friends were going to come back again if we were going to get to see what Hawk again was <laughs> his friend's name. Hawk. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, so they it's unclear who wins. My guess is not Becca because she's like daintily like eating the wing. And like putting a little bit of, a little bit of sauce on his face. Just, oh, yeah, real cute. Little and bit then of he just cheese. like shoves her face down into <laughs> the wing. Well, and then right after they eat wings, this sounds like your nightmare on top Sweet. of it. Is when they chant, kiss, 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 right after the wing-eating contest. Just rub your your saucy faces on each other. Yeah, it's that's disgusting. basically what they're saying. Yeah. It's disgusting. Well, I feel like if you had It's your, not my buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> your buffalo is... What is your buffalo? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I had a better time at the hockey rink. <laughs> All right, well, let's go there. Let's go there. Let's go there. Getting so, a little... Uh, what was that? What was that teenage movie about the hockey player who dated the 
Oh, cutting, cutting edge. edge. Yeah, getting yes. a little cutting edge. Getting yeah. a little Brandon Walsh here. Yeah, what was the girl's name in Cutting Edge? Uh, I don't know that I've actually ever seen that movie all the way through. Okay, that shocks me that yeah, you haven't seen I know, that movie all I the way would, through. I yeah. would have imagined that you had watched that a hundred times. Uh, fun fact, haven't watched it once. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, but again, they did I a cutting so times. they did a cutting edge like um, parody. I don't know if it, is parody the right word. Parallel on nine hundred two one zero because it came I out see. about that time. Yeah, they had like a and similar Brandon story was because um, Jason Priestley is Canadian and is like a huge hockey ah. player, and he wanted fun fact he wanted the producers to work in his hockey playing into. I always, always <laughs> makes for a great show when they force the shoehorn their personal interests. So into the he's character. playing hockey and he dates a Olympic hopeful. And they eat a hot dog together, and then she makes it to the Olympics, and she gets interviewed, and she says, I sure do miss those hot dogs. Oh. It was a so good episode. Like, wait, that was one whole episode? <laughs> all that It was one episode. <laughs> that's 45 minutes of show right yep. there. Yeah, that seems like it should have taken a couple of episodes, but whatever. Um, Can we talk about how Jason is insisting on making the nickname Bexter happen? We must talk about it. We are morally obligated to talk about it. Yeah, because he said it once, and I was like, ooh. And then he said it again. Yeah. He yeah. said, you got cool hockey mom in your blood there, Bexter. I don't, so, is that what a woman wants to be told? That she's like a cool hockey mom? First of all, <laughs> well, especially given the Palin associations, for one. Um, I didn't even think about that. But also, um, that is the most Buffalo sentence that anyone has ever uttered, I think. If he would have said something about hot wings in that sentence, too. He also said, I was born with skates on my feet. To which I say, ouch. Though I I tweeted the same thing. Must have been painful for your mom. Great way to get an episiotomy. (laughs) The second episiotomy mentioned (laughs) in this season from me. No, I mentioned it once. You knew I? the actual term. I knew the actual term, yeah. Which hey, Hashtag not all dads. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag no tall dads. Uh, <laughs> so she really likes Jason as a kisser. Um, apparently with or without buffalo wing sauce on his face. Yeah, she later in that episode tells the girls that his kisses are the best. Which, which one of them responds, you have to take him to the fantasy suite. Run, tell that girl. I like that. I like that they're just like, yeah, I think he's going to be a good lay. Let's move him on to the next. What that mouth do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was all on board with that strategy of just like, I don't know if I like him or not, but hey, let's, yeah. Keep him around Keep him at around. least through that date and then do what you want. Well, that's why I was shocked that Nick didn't take Corinne to the yeah. fantasy suite. I mean, it's I know she had the sexy baby thing going on, which is apparently your jam. I'm a sexy um, baby. <laughs> and that's not everybody's thing, but they had like crazy like physical chemistry. Yeah. Um, with her like pouring honey down or so whatever she did, whipped cream oh, on herself. Whatever it was. I don't even remember. Well I didn't remember which food she mm-hmm. poured on herself. I mean sure. it wasn't a straight up varsity blues parody, so I couldn't remember. But um okay, anyways. Um oh and then I don't want your life. <laughs> I can't hear varsity blues and not say it. So they ride on the Zamboni. I don't have oh, any notes. Oh I have in it. my notes on that <laughs> They ride the bamboozle. Is that what what it's called? Lamboni. Zambini. Zamboni. Got it. 
That, oh, man. I was so wish. close in the last one with Zambini. Zambini that was is very pretty close. good. The <laughs> <laughs> what was the second one? Lamboni. The Lamboni. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I wish you would have been on this date with Jason. A, because I know you kind of like him. And B, I feel like it would have been great, like, mismatch. You know, like, oh, look, the bamboozle is coming. Thanks for bringing him. Oh... <laughs> uh... Um, Jason talks about his brother, who is gay, and says that they have one of the healthiest relationships he knows. Becca's uh, eager to meet Billy. Billy. Yeah, so Stephen is the brother. Billy is the brother-in-law. And they They met working at Apple? Working at Apple. I couldn't tell if it was like the Apple store or Apple the company or whatever, but... Who cares? Because it was they're actually great. Apple Lane, which is a home decor, uh, home home decor shop in the Buffalo Mall. <laughs> That's where they met. Um, I really liked this couple, uh, Stephen and Billy. Mm-hmm. I thought they were great. Sure, um, one of the best couples of uh, of any Bachelor season or Bachelorette season. Oh, so all far. right, take a seat. Why? Well, how Why many? are they one of the best couples? Because most of the couples are terrible. What? They're not <laughs> even a bachelor couple. Uh, they were on The Bachelor. Oh. All I'm saying is, given their competition, sure. they're a good couple. Yeah, so between speaking. the other family members that we get to meet, which in Bachelor history have basically just been Parum Pum and yes. his wife, Billy and Steven Wynn. That's exactly what I mean. Okay. Yes. And the extremely low bar set by the franchise, they are clearing it. Uh, yeah, let's see. Oh, Jason tells Becca that he's been, I think it's, he's talking, yeah, he's talking to Becca here, that he's been living with a very guarded and protected yes. heart. Yes. Uh, Pretty sure that that has been copyrighted. That's a trademark slogan. Yeah. Well, first of all, that's a good thing, Jason, because it's guard and protect time. <laughs> guard and protect time. <laughs> but secondly, that was a really weird... It was so close to it that was, guy's phrasing. I mean, it is that... Yeah. 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 When I was flying in the helicopter. <laughs> when I was skating <laughs> by the bamboos. <laughs> Um, all right. Oh, I want to talk about how I do not think that Jason's mom likes Becca at all. No. At all. She was throwing major shade. Yes. No, she asks um, Becca some questions like, do you think you found your one person now? And Becca says like, there's still a lot of, there's still a long way to go, but I think it will work out. She's like, I'm hopeful that I have. Yeah. And the mom says, oh, good. That's wonderful. Oh, good. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> like the least sincere, uh, that's wonderful I've ever heard. Um, yeah. And then Jason says that he, when he's talking to his mom, he feels like that he and Becca have caught up and that we're surpassing everyone else. And the mom wisely says, how do you know that? <laughs> she says, I couldn't read whether she's falling for you. Do you, uh, do you feel her heart might be in another direction with somebody else? There might be a stronger relationship than yours. I mean, she's basically just, like, stirring up shit. Sure, yeah. Yeah, and uh, asking completely valid questions, but yeah. I don't think that's completely valid. Like, I feel like the mom is being passive-aggressive and being like... 
I don't know. I, I couldn't get a read on her. She's a nice girl, but <laughs> do you ever wonder if maybe she's dating three other guys? Right. <laughs> How's Tracy doing? Your ex Tracy, Jason? What about her? What about that I nice ran Miller into girl? Tracy's mom in the grocery store. <laughs> she looked real cute. <laughs> Said Said she's she's, she's going to be back in town soon. <laughs> um, yeah, so the brother asks if... Uh, Jason is ready to get engaged, and he says, when I get to bed, I'm thinking about her. When I wake up, I'm thinking about her. Um, they ask, have you told her all of this? Because there isn't a lot of runway left here. Um, there's a finite number of moments to express how you're truly feeling. And which Jason says, and this is a new one. Do you think them. he meant airline runway or fashion runway? Uh, absolutely fashion runway. Yeah. Gay Zoolander joke. style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is that not meant. okay? Uh, it could have been any any kind of runway. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, those are the two. Sure. Yeah. Maybe there are more. Are there more kinds <laughs> of runway? Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, so this is what I wanted to get at, though, is Jason said, I feel as though it's love. That's a new one, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a new one on the spectrum I feel of, as though, yeah. Because right. that's not even I'm falling in love with you, I don't think. Well, then he later tells Becca, I'm so insanely, wildly in love with yeah. you. But I think that's because his brother kind of scares him. Yeah, his he's brother like, pushed him into this it This is the bit. time to step up and say it. Right. And he's right. right. You know, I mean, true enough. Yeah, sure. A- accurate, Billy. Or Stephen. Yeah, I think that was Stephen. Okay, you can't even tell the difference between the two of them? <laughs> I don't remember who said it. And yet they're your it. favorite couple of all time. Steven was the one you with the glasses. You think they have more fun than anyone else, <laughs> any other couple they on do. Earth? They do. They have more fun than any other couple on Earth. They have crazy chemistry. <laughs> um, Jason says, I've never had this about Becca, to which I respond, a woman who's dating three other men? Yeah, you probably have not ever had that before. That's a good, a good point, a valid point. You mm. have not had this. Um, and then after Jason says, uh, tells Becky he loves her, he says, I'll never regret this. <laughs> Famous last words, Okay, Jason. buddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Are we ready to move to Colorado? Uh, yeah. Let's head to uh, Bailey, Colorado. So this is Blake's hometown. Um she says, I mean, she has said this before, but she reiterates it. They have the most solid relationship. Right. And she essentially says that she's in love yep, with Blake. Because she says, he told me, he's in love with me. The feelings are reciprocated. I just haven't told him. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. Um, wow, I know that's strong. And she, of course, she doesn't, she doesn't say anything to him, but she learned from Nick Vial's mistake, at least so far. So far. Yeah, so far. We'll see how it how it goes. So this is always kind of a lame hometown idea. I think they go to his high school, right. which certainly is not unheard of in hometown dates. I just always think it's a little sad. Well, it's a little well, here's the thing. This is a this episode really plays with you because Number one, going to your high school for your hometown date is extremely sad. It just seems to suggest that you peaked in high school. Right. But imagine in real life if some person was like I'm going to take you on a date to my high school. Right. Well, and, you know, Jason took her to the hockey rink and the wing eating contest. And Garrett, they Because it's tomatoes. supposed to be like, here's what's important to me. Although, so I guess, eh, I'll backtrack a little. Um, I guess you could interpret the hometown date in a couple of different ways. Like, do you want to show the person 
who you are now mm-hmm. or do you interpret it more as like I want to show you I mean like Becca said like what made me into the person sure and I can see so, so I guess I'll give a little bit of leeway well on here's that. here's the thing here's where I was going is this episode plays with you because at first you're like man this is like pathetic to go back to your high school but then there's the extra wrinkle of his mom having an affair at his high school well, we already knew that <clears throat> right and then there's the extra the wrinkle extra of this, wrinkle of this, this terrible tragedy, <laughs> yeah. which, I mean, they talk about it, and I Googled it, and it's even worse than, like, it was horrible. Yeah. Like, even worse than they described. Which, that kind <laughs> of annoys me. I guess we'll get to that, but I have something to say about that. Um, so, anyway, they do go back to his high school. They find him on the Wall of Fame in his football uniform. Blake was obviously, like... A pretty big jock. Sure, yeah, a BMOC. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you will. Uh, I always will. Yeah. I always will. They met uh, some of his mentors, teachers, and coaches. Obviously he not the coach, it, well, he his says mom slept with. Yeah, it's really cool <laughs> to run into his old coaches. And I wrote, maybe not all of right. them. <laughs> maybe not that coach that was boning your mom. <laughs> that coach that scored with your mom. I know. <laughs> Um, then, and I actually like this about Becca, they go in the library and she's like, ah, uh, the good old library. <laughs> and uh, she talked about how English class was her favorite class. Yeah. So, hey, there's there's well, something there. What up, Bexter? Yeah, Bexter, come take come some classes take, from uh, us. Come to my creative writing classes. You can write rose poetry. Ooh, some, some rose sonnets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, you do not teach sonnets. Um, all right. So he explains the school shooting, um, which, yeah, as you said, was terrible. And I get, so I think it's kind of like a hard position to be in because it's such a, um, intense, terrible thing. But Blake basically kind of puts a positive spin on it and is like, you can come out of that and either be like stronger or, not mm-hmm. and like I, I chose to be strong. I don't know. So you you said that when you looked up the shooting, that the guy actually had like taken a bunch of girls hostage right. and like yeah. molested yeah. them, yeah. right? So I right. feel like mm, slow your roll on yeah. talking about how you are strong. Sure. I mean, do you know what I mean? Like, not to discount him as a victim sure. too, but, but he's not. The most primary victim of the situation. Well, yeah, and I get... I also just felt a little exploitative to put it all on TV. I don't know. Something about it just rubbed me the wrong way. Because I get, like... Or I don't get, but I presume... If you are a survivor of this kind of situation... That you have to do a lot of emotional work... To find a way to get through it and Mm -hmm. make it meaningful. But... I don't need that to be part of The Bachelor necessarily, yeah, you know? sure, yeah. Um, and I get, I don't know whose choice this was. Um, That's always the question, is like, is it something? And I mean, I I felt like Blake really, it didn't seem to me to be like something that the producers would have right. used. Right. I, he seemed to really feel like this was a very formative part of, you know... Um, and it sounds like it was. Well, and sure. he's like, I haven't been down these halls in six years. And it's like, how old are you? Like, <laughs> I know. I was wondering that too. Right. Either you're 24. Well, his mom works there. Oh, that's true. So maybe 
even at like when he That's was in college. Yeah. And but I had the same thought. Yeah. Like, that wasn't that long right, ago. Right, yeah, to be back. <laughs> yeah. Down the halls of your high school. Um he says he wants to make one more good mem he's, he's and then cause then he's like even though I had bad memories, I had lots of good too. Like it just, I feel like that's the awkwardness of the show is anytime they get to an emotional place that feels very real or raw or difficult, it's the nature of the show that they then have to move away from it very quickly. And that just feels weird. That's, that's it. That exactly nails my problem with it is like, this is a really serious thing and it just doesn't belong sandwiched between like, you know, kisses and, and high waves and like Betty Who. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. What's your opener? Betty Who asks, what's my opener? Oh, a conversation about a school shooting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Blake does have one more surprise. He says he Becca. wants to go make one more good memory. And they open it up and people... At first I thought that Becca was just surprised that people were in the auditorium yeah. and cheering at all. But then she says, shut the front door. And who is and there? Betty who? This is a who's I on first. No, yeah, yeah, who? Who? <laughs> who? Who? Who is there? <laughs> uh, Becca says that it's her favorite singer. I don't know. I googled her. She's Australian. I feel like it's like that scene in... Um, Ten Things I Hate About You when Heath Ledger's character gets uh, brings in that band for Cat. I don't remember that. It's at the prom. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, oh, but it does Lord. sound it does sound like exactly. the But same it's like thing. her favorite band. But I feel like nobody else knows who they are. Right. Yeah. Well, the Bachelorette producers are very lucky that her favorite singer is this unfamous and inexpensive. <laughs> I, I mean, imagine if her favorite singer she was just like a dad. That good. Becca's like. <laughs> Singing along yeah. with all the words. I mean, you know, I guess it is nice of them to finally bring in someone that the contestants actually sure. want to yeah, see. Yeah, have an emotional connection with. I mean, that is nice. Ugh, it also means that Blake has to dance again. Ooh, yeah. That's the real tragedy here. <laughs> um. So we were both curious to see if Blake's mom and dad were both going to be there, knowing their relationship history as we do. Yes, they Uh, are. You look at Blake's mom and you wouldn't think that a lady like that would get the basketball coach, (laughs) am I right? Though then you look at the basketball coach. (laughs) If that is If that that is indeed the basketball coach, we'll get our PI on it. So yeah, I mean, at what whoever's house this she is, she looks like a um, like Saturday Night Live character that that Addie, what's her name, Addie? I thought like a Mike Myers character. Yeah, almost. well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with like I don't know what that hairdo was. I think they call it the Bailey blowout. I asked if she was wearing a wig at the Bailey blowout. <laughs> um, but anyways, so that's his... just mean. <laughs> Right. That's a bridge too far. (laughs) All the other insults are great. Um, Mine are clever. Yours are just mean. That was clever. The alliteration. (laughs) You have stuff in your hair. Yeah, probably. It's the Bailey Blow. (laughs) Yeah. Who am I to... No, uh, I don't have it yet. Who am I to criticize this woman's hairdo (sighs) when I have something disgusting in my hair? I don't know what it is. Yeah. We'll never know. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so they're all there and they appear to be... Fine. I mean, this isn't a parum pum situation where things go to shit over someone's family drama. You yeah, know, they are all good. Yeah. In fact, I barely would have noticed 
if we hadn't already heard the story. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, like, yeah, definitely. I would have just like not even noticed that Blake's mom was sitting with a man who was not. I wouldn't his dad. have even noticed that there were two separate men there. Right. Right. Um, yes. Yeah, so let's see what happened there. I don't have any notes from it, so I'm assuming I that means that nothing, nothing happened. Nothing really happened. Um, yeah, just the stuff that they were there. Um, the rea- So the somebody says the reality is going to come and you are going to fight with each other and you're not going to be on all those fantasy dates right now, which is a good, a good wisdom from the father. Um, Jason said, or I'm sorry, Blake, who that's who we're at. Blake says, I wasn't this happy in my last relationship. That's totally fucked up (laughs) that he wasn't in his relationship with one person who was committed only to him. That he was less happy in that relationship than in a relationship where he's sharing a well, woman with three other men. Well, I mean, keep in mind that it's like, uh, I feel like it's a heightened experience. And, like, of course you're happy in this relationship because you don't have to feel anything real. You know, right. like, you're not going to get in a fight with this person if you only see them. I, I don't know. I mean, I I can understand that. Right, but I think that's part of what's screwed up about it. Well, sure. Yeah, I mean, just to, to, to stop it, if you would stop and think about that sentence for 10 seconds. Yeah, but The Bachelor be, isn't about right, reflection. Right. Well, it is when the dad, the dad, I feel like the parents are once again sort of the voices of reason in this um, hometown date. As we usually see, it's like, are you sure you're doing this? Like, yeah. Uh, maybe she doesn't love you. Um, anyways. Yeah, I don't really have anything else because the next thing I have in my notes is Becca is wearing a unicorn horn, which means we've <laughs> which gone means on to Colton's date. So Colton is also in Colorado. Um, he, I guess his part of his job is a nonprofit that he started that deals with cystic fibrosis. That's right. He, he introduced that in the, his little opener clip. A long time ago, but I've forgotten most of what we've watched this season already. Yes, yeah, um, I had totally forgotten that about him. But yeah, he like runs a nonprofit and a charity, so they take some toys. They go to the children's hospital, hang out with the kids. I mean, it was nice. It was nice. I feel like Colton is. He's nice, I guess. He's very boring. He's very boring. Uh, they seem to have fun together. Yeah, I mean, they seem to have fun with the kids. Um, she said, or he said, Becca has a natural motherly feel. It's something you cannot learn. You just have it or you don't have it. That's like the, I mean, I feel like this season, almost more than any others, I don't think Blake said anything about that, but, you know, Jason told her that she was a cool hockey mom, and Garrett, I don't think we mentioned this, but when they planted the tomatoes, he asked a whole lot about, like, whether or not she would make their kids go out there and plant tomatoes with them. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. right. So I feel like, I mean, I guess maybe that's, maybe Becca has just been very open about wanting kids. I don't know. Right, yeah, much more emphasis on being a mom. Or maybe than... all of these guys are just looking for a mommy. Right. <laughs> a new mommy to replace their mommy. <laughs> Blake made her wear a wig. My like real mom. mommy won't let me have sex with her, so now I need you. Put this wig on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so Colton reveals that he's never brought a girl home yeah. before. And then he says, you don't just get to meet my family. Yeah. I mean, get up. Like, I feel like all, I mean, this kind of goes along with the mom thing. All these guys are a little too proud of their families. Mm-hmm. Right. You should be mildly embarrassed of your family like Ryan and I are. <laughs> 
Right. That is the proper approach. That's the healthy approach to take. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, know, you don't just get to meet my family. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so they... Uh, Becca says she wants to sit down and ask questions of the family. I want to just say, I think there is something weird about that. If you turn it into, like, such a big thing, like yeah. Colton has done. Yeah. It either means that you... I, I I don't know. I just think that there's, like, why are you making such a big deal out of it? Mm-hmm. You, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. Now, well, are you saying that there's something weird about these contestants? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some sort of dysfunction that's uh, just below the surface? Um, I'll tell you what's on the surface is Colton wearing a black jacket and white tee. Uh, was that a t-shirt? Was it a tunic? I have in my notes, why is Colton's shirt so sheer? <laughs> I think it was like a women's... <laughs> Mysterious. Like sheer <laughs> tunic, but in size like five XL, because Colton is clearly a huge guy, right? With like a faux leather jacket over. He was going for like a fifties greaser look. <laughs> I don't know. Somehow, um, he invited his immediate family to meet Becca, but also his cousins and aunts and uncles. Right. Well, and also like maybe that's why nobody meets your family because they just can't all get in the same place at the same time. It was like forty five people. Um, anyways, yeah, he said that, Colton said that his dad and I have a coach-player type relationship. That's the kind of relationship I'm going to have with our son. Mm -hmm. Son, you got to get out there and win big. (laughs) Go big or go home, son. I don't want your life. (laughs) Full circle. There we go. I'm going to throw the football to knock the can off his head and hit him in the face. (laughs) The reversed. Dawson hits the dad in the face. Oh, Okay. On purpose, purpose. by the way. Okay, yeah. If it matters. It does matter. Absolutely, it matters. That's a huge character moment. I know. Another movie I haven't seen in 15 years. It's a good one. It is a good one, yeah. Uh, Becca mentions more than once that she's nervous about Colton's lack of experience. She mentions it in a way that you can play it off as just his lack of, like, relationship experience. experience, But you know that it's the sex thing. Sure, right. Well, and I love... So we get to um, where she talks about that with the mom. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I yeah. Can't find that. Super awkward yeah, conversation. Right. Um, yeah, because she, she says, mom, Oh, Becca says, Mama knows best. He opened up to me about not being intimate with a woman. And the mom says, He just shared that with me, which we don't talk about often. It's oh not a mother son conversation. <laughs> I don't think she wanted to have that. I don't think she wanted oh, to know that about her son. Especially not on TV. Right, on national TV. Um, yeah, and the mom, though, so she talks to Colton. I'm sorry, I'm jumping all over the place here. Um, and she says, before I talked to him, I was pretty skeptical, but I was blown away. And then she, she says to Becca, he's falling in love with you and he's ready to propose. Do you feel like that's a little bit out of bounds for the mom to say that? Uh... Yeah, I do. I have in my notes that she said that she, that he's falling in love with her and that she thinks he's ready if he finds the right person. Oh, okay. Maybe. But I, I, I mean, I don't know if that means that your notes are wrong, but probably. Probably. Uh, yeah. No, well, we but yeah, I mean, that. if she said that, yes, I do think that that's a big leap. Um, the dad is really hard on Becca. Mm-hmm. He is like... So he asks Becca if she's okay with the honesty that he has brought to the situation with Tia. And Becca says, yes. And then he's like, can you say that you did the same? Right. Yeah, he's sort of asking, like, are you over Ari? I mean, again, question, like, you One, were just I like engaged. how Becca is like, 
I'm happy to talk about that. Colton hasn't asked. Yeah. Like, don't blame me for your right. son being an emotional fuckwad. <laughs> well, but He's seriously, like, yeah, no, if certainly. Colton wants to know something, yeah. maybe he could ask. Right. You know? No, that's a good point. It's not the dad's job to gauge her level of emotional readiness to get married. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this, I don't know. I don't have much more for this. All these fail. It was kind of all the same thing over and over again. Sort of some skepticism mm-hmm. balanced with like that being overrided by like two minutes of conversation. Well, I was skeptical that my son's ready to get married, but two minutes of conversation has convinced me that this is a great idea. <laughs> That's what always happens. Yeah, no, I know. All right, so to wrap it up, the ladies are back. Hashtag girl squad. Back for mimosas and advice. (laughs) And more, not just advice. Yeah, not just advice. So uh, Becca, Caroline, Tia, Cien, and Kendall have gathered. It was good to see the ladies, and especially I had forgotten that Caroline existed. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, Caroline's the one who started the initial beef with Ari. She, oh, the know, one, who, the was one like, who was like, I know, I know what, what you did. did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you uh, know what you did. Yeah, uh, Lauren. Yeah. Um, Becca is kind of just running through the guys. Mm-hmm. She says Jason is the best kisser. Again, the ladies are like, get him in that fantasy suite. Get it, girl. Too to sweet. Um, she gets to Colton and Tia just really awkwardly interrupts her and asks if they can talk. Right. And so, the, yeah, they go out on some sort of high rise balcony yeah. to talk and Kindle mouth. What? And then Tia's just a giant bitch. Yeah. yeah. So she says that she's so excited to hear her talk about Blake and Garrett and Jason when I hear about Colton, this is my Tia. It's, it's pretty good, good right? It's if I'm good, if I'm being completely honest with myself, I do feel like I still have feelings for Colton. It makes me sick to my stomach. And Becca says, "Well, shit! I wish I would have known that." <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. Becca had the perfect response. Yeah, um, which is like I gave you the chance. Yeah, we already eight talked weeks about ago this. Yeah. to tell me that you had feelings for him. Like, I just think that's such a bitch move. You yeah, had absolutely. your chance. Like, yeah. sorry. Well, and you had two chances. You had your chance right. with Colton initially. And but then you, you also had your, had chance. your chance when Becca yeah. asked you point blank. Right. Do you do still you... have feelings? Right. Yeah, I no, just, absolutely. Yeah. And she says, I just wanted to be honest with you. Um, no, you didn't. Yeah, no. And uh, Becca handles it well. She's like, somebody says, you know, we want us all to find love and happiness. Um I feel like Becca handles it. Because when Tia's like, doesn't just say that it makes, like, that knowing that she and Colton are spending time together makes her feel sick. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to say to that, you know? Um, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, yeah, sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry, Tia. Yeah. Maybe that's how you do things in Wiener. Um, and this just confirms something that I felt way back in... Whoever season Tia was on, who was that? Ari, Ari not yeah. Nick. Nick was Raven. Uh, I have not liked Tia from day from the one. Get-go. Your and instincts I, were right. My instincts yeah. were right. Yep. As they always, always are. Always are. Always. Yes. Um, yeah, and I mean, basically, you know, we get to the rose ceremony, and she cuts Colton, and you can't. You. It's just a kind of shitty thing because yeah. who's to say? I mean, honestly, I, I do think that Colton was probably at the bottom 
anyway, mm-hmm. just because of his lack too. of relationship yeah. experience. Um, at this point, I think he's more of a wild card than the other three. Sure. Yeah. But still, I mean, it certainly didn't help. Right. Well, and we have to mention a couple things I about know, the, the bow tie. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, that that was in there. Blake's wearing a red bow tie. I just feel like, do you, like, do you have anything better to say? Turn well, no. it into a joke. Well, I'm starting with them, leading with the bow tie. <laughs> hey, the 30s called. They want your bow tie back. There you go. Honka honka. <laughs> waka waka. All right, there you go. You got a couple of jokes. Mm. Um, well, that's actually not what How I How about this? To. The Magician's Guild <laughs> called. <laughs> they want to make your bow tie disappear. <laughs> um, we have to mention that Colton... Talks to Harrison oh, about yeah. the fantasy suites. That's what I really nervous. wanted to get on. Can we talk about how Chris Harrison basically, uh, I feel like, virgin shames him? Because he goes, <laughs> how you choose to handle it as a man. Right. That's up yeah. to you. Yeah. Though this was interesting because I feel like this is the most explicit detailing of the expectations of the fantasy suite that the show has ever done. Um, in a way, uh, they've done it before because we've had um, we've had other contestants that you know maybe they weren't virgins, but they didn't want to. Sure, like I know was it Emily? Emily, who, yeah, yeah, wasn't going to sleep with anyone. Yeah. There have been female and male contestants who weren't going to have sex, but wanted that personal time. Sure, but I feel like to get Harrison. To explain yeah. this in this level of detail. Well, um, Colton, when a bachelor contestant and a bachelorette <laughs> love each other very much. <laughs> they take off all their clothes and lay together. <laughs> um, so, Becca cuts Colton, as you say. Yeah. Um, she says she feels like a terrible person. And then Colton does something kind of shitty. If I were Becky, or Becky, Becca, I would have said, I would have told him what Tia had done too. Yes. Like, I think that she displays a lot of restraint by not mentioning yeah. that. Yeah. Um, though she does blame his dad. What does she, she say? She says, your dad told me to cut you if I wasn't, if my feelings were strong. <laughs> so she kind of throws his dad under the bus. And then Colton does something which I think is kind of shitty. He says... After spending a day with those kids, after spending a day with my family, like, yeah. well, don't bring the kid. Those kids weren't there right. to like lock up your relationship. <laughs> they weren't your pawn, Colton. Right. Well, and even earlier, he says, like, I just feel so much better after spending a day with those kids. Which, like, that's great, but I feel like that's what people do with that's Ex- annoying yeah, about charity work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, this is really about me. Um, but, anyways, um, so the gang is all headed to Thailand. Whoa. Yeah. Get a little pad thai. It's what you do in Thailand. I have no idea. Um, But we will be there next week with you. We're actually going to start traveling on location, so we're going to fly to Thailand to continue to broadcast live from there. Great. Go to that island where the beach is filmed. Yeah, it would be great. That was Thailand, right? I think so. I think so. Uh, Yeah, cool. All right, we'll see you there.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.